This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. You're listening to a Joycast from GLD, TIQ community radio station, Joy 94.9. If you haven't noticed, uh, from the 13th through to the 19th of September, so that's this week, it is actually, in fact, National Foster Care Week. Uh, On the line with us now is Meg Jenkins, who is one of the team leaders for volunteer recruitment support out at Anglicare Victoria. Welcome to Joy, Meg. Thanks, Chris. Now, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, Foster Care Week. How long has uh, this week, which I assume is a week of awareness, been running in Australia? I wish you'd asked me something I knew. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was in the, with Dangle Care for five years, and um, it's definitely been running for at least five years. So it's, and it's getting bigger each year, of course. We're getting more and more foster carers um, interested and, and recruited and trained and... As you say, you've been with Anglicare Victoria for five years. Tell us a little bit about Anglicare Victoria as an organisation. Um, Anglicare looks after, um, deals with about 80,000 children a year in a, in a range of different um, programs. It might be crisis accommodation, it might be financial counselling for the family or parent education. Thing. I work within the foster care um, team. So we provide um, respite care, short-term care, long-term care, and emergency care within a foster care program. And has Anglicare always been set up purely for the purposes of foster care? Um, no. Um, in the 90s, it amalgam- there was a few different um, organisations that amalgamated together um, and became Anglicare. They provide a, a range of services throughout um, for families and for children and women uh, throughout the state and throughout the country, in fact. But um, Victor- Anglicare Victoria is um, one of the biggest organisations in um, the state. Fantastic. Now, uh, as we're saying, Foster Care Week is all about raising awareness around foster care. What's uh, now? Is there a high demand for foster carers in Australia? Is it is it higher or high? You know, as high as it's always been. Um, sadly, it's growing. I think there's a lot of problems within our community. We have a rising ice epidemic. We've got a lot more poverty. So. We have children needing to come into care for a, a lot of different reasons. It may be neglect, um, family hardship, it could be um, an illness of a mother, um, domestic violence, um, might be suffering all sorts of trauma. So unfortunately, the need's always there and if, you know, we assist where we can and as much as we can, but we actually need a lot more support from caring people out in the community. How, how do the children come into your... Uh, to your attention in the first place? Oh, a, a series of different reasons. It could be um, a school teacher, it could be a doctor, it could be a, a, um, a community person. Anybody can um, recommend that they can register a, com- um, a concern or a complaint. Um, DHS would um, actually ask, approach us to see if we can um, match. It's all about matching. Yep. <laughs> we have foster carers who can only do a short term or long term, or you know they might want, only want children under six or over twelve. Or, so it's all about matching. And um, DHS and our agency work very closely together to make sure that they match for the child and the carer is appropriate. So tell us about the foster carers. There are there lots of different types of people who end up being foster carers. Absolutely, um, foster carers are as different as the people in, in any community. They're single, they're couples, they're families, they're um, professionals, they're tradies. They're, you know, there's no um, limit to the you know the differences between foster carers. All wonderful, wonderful people. Um, basically, they're very caring, obviously, and welcoming. Um, I think they show sort of a great optimism and 
great um, ability to be flexible within a program that's very difficult. You might have children coming, stay for a short while and leaving and you know, all maybe staying for a long while, but um, basically... They're just normal people who <laughs> care about the child's welfare. Absolutely. Now, one of the things that uh, obviously our community uh, is about is, uh, or interested in, is whether or not uh, there's any uh, reasons why gay and lesbians or people in same-sex oh. relationships could, may or may not be able to foster care. No, absolutely not. We have quite a few um, same-sex couple, couples who... Um, are currently carers and make fabulous carers. We're not interested in the sexuality or your preferences. We're only interested in the um, potential to become, you know, very caring and in welcoming carers to children. Yeah. Now, now the, the whole point of this is to try and get a few more people interested in doing foster care. What, what, how do we actually find out if this is for us? Um, look, we have a series of um, information sessions that run throughout the year in different regions. Um, if you, uh, uh, rather than read them all out, if you go to our website, which is just Anglicarevic, um, it can take you to the links of all the different ones across Melbourne and the dates and times. Um, and if you, you can log in and um, register for those, or you could always ring us. We can have a one-on-one -on -one session if that's more appropriate. Uh, it's um, totally up to you. We try to be really flexible because it's a long journey and a, and a very important decision to become uh, a foster carer. So we try to make it as easy as possible. But if we, uh, if I, if I, for example, made that decision that uh, after talking to you uh, that uh, I, I thought I would want to be a foster carer, you don't just throw someone at me, do you? you, you... Oh, absolutely not. No, no. It could, it could take up to six months, even longer. Um, there's a training um, four, eight, it's a four-day, eight-module training process that you must go through. We run those during evenings, weekdays, weekends, and then when that's finished, we have a um, quite extensive um, accreditation sort of process that we go through. Um, sometimes a little bit invasive. You might not want to be telling people about your childhood or something, but it's it's about finding the right people who have got the resilience and the um, life experience to make the great to make great carers. Absolutely, and I'm assuming that uh, part of your role is also to provide ongoing support while, Absolutely. I, while yes. I'm looking after a child. Yes, we have. Um, each child comes with their own caseworker who will be helping the care, who helps the carer to support and look after them. Um, we also have a 24-hour line, so you know, if at three o'clock in the morning the child falls out of bed and bumps their head, you have got someone to ring and someone to get some advice from. Okay. Um, there's, we also offer a whole lot of extra training. Um, we invite people to come along. You know, it might be as simple as cyber safety or it might be more about um, some sort of trauma-related um, behavioural problem that you're suffering with, uh, struggling with. So we offer those um, at least once or twice a month. Sometimes it's more. You don't have to come to them all, but it's uh, up to you, you know, what, uh, what you're struggling with. We also have a lot of social activities. Tomorrow night we've got a huge dinner, a recognition dinner for all our carers at um, the Docklands. It's all very exciting. It's not all hard work. There is some fun there. <laughs> and I imagine it would be incredibly rewarding when uh, you manage to uh, look after a kid and they uh, they come out perhaps a little better off at the oh, end. The guy likes to think if you can make a difference to a child for one day, for a week, a month, a year, you've really at the end of the day you've, you've done a wonderful thing, haven't you? Um, Absolutely. And, and in terms of the kids themselves, do they come in like every age and... and Absolutely, yeah. Some people only want babies, some people don't want babies, some people would like sibling groups because, of course, siblings are harder to place. We like to keep the kids together if at all possible. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just about getting the right match. So if you don't like, 
you know, teenagers. We would certainly force a teenager on you, but if you, <laughs> you don't like toddlers, that's fine. We can look at six-year-olds. <laughs> Fantastic. Look, it sounds uh, it sounds amazing, uh, and as you say, it's a it's a, an ever increasing uh, need in our community. Yes. Yeah. So uh, it, it is Foster Care Week this week. So if you've even thought about it, get along to anglicarevic.org.au and have a look at all the information about foster caring. Meg Jenkins, thank you for joining us today and filling us okay. in a bit on uh, what, it, what it would require to become a, a, a foster carer. Okay, thanks, Chris, and I hope to hear, hope to hear from a lot of people soon. <laughs> Absolutely. That's Meg Jenkins, who's one of the volunteer recruitment and support uh, persons out at Anglicare Victoria, all about foster care this week in Foster Care Week. This is Joy 94.9. Joy 94.9 is a GLBTIQ community radio station in Melbourne, Australia. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.